Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. I have a question for you. Okay. Why is Bowser always so angry? I don't know why. Because he koopas up his feelings. Oh my gosh. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I think that was a little better than last week, but... Yeah, yeah. It was definitely better. I'll give you that. That was, that was, that was uh, a good one. I did a little more research for that one. Oh, did you spend all week writing it? No, I found it last week. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I practiced saying it over and over again to make oh, sure I, I, I executed the delivery properly. It would be even that's funnier what, that's if what you us got That's what comedians do. You know, we have to practice. A lot of rehearsal. A lot of rehearsal, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> In the mirror. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it was good stuff. Very good. I can't wait for next week. Thought you'd like it. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> well, on that big... Big laugh. We're going to jump into this week's news. We have a lot of news actually to go over here. I'm scrolling down our list. And the first thing I wanted to jump into was something that I kind of mentioned last week, but we actually have numbers now to support it. And that was when I was talking about how Nintendo planned on investing all kinds of money into their game development and online and all of that stuff. Well, we know how much they plan on spending. This came from their recent uh, fiscal report where they went through all the breakdown. They do plan on spending almost four billion dollars into That's entertainment. It is a lot of money into entertainment <laughs> products and their services. So the breakdown is games. They're going to expand the game software frameworks, whatever that means, and they're going to spend up to one hundred billion yen, which is almost eight hundred and eighty million dollars into games, which I think is. Good. That's it's always nice to know we're going to have more games coming out mm-hmm. for the Switch. I don't know, and they didn't really mention how what this projection is. I don't know if this is like this year or the next 10 years or how long we can expect them to be putting this money into it. If you know, four billion sounds like an absolute crazy amount of money, but if that's over the next 10 years and that's counting games and amusement parks and all that. That sounds pretty normal. Then. It's not that big. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to say for sure how much this is and how long this is going to go for. But overall, from the get go, it does sound like a lot. Now, the next thing they plan on spending money in is non-game entertainment. So this is those Mario movies. This is the partnerships with Lego. And they plan on putting 50 billion yen, which is almost $440 million. Again, not something to sneeze at. But if you're building an amusement park in Universal, it seems like that would not be enough. So I don't Hmm. know kind of where non-game entertainment falls. And then the last one, and perhaps the biggest one, and probably the one that needs the most, is Nintendo accounts and infrastructure. They They want to expand the relationship with consumers, whatever that means, and they plan on putting up to 300 billion yen, which is almost $2.64 $2.64 billion. That's half, if not more than half, of the overall budget that they plan on spending is going into expanding the relationship with consumers. And based on a lot of the feedback we've been hearing over the last couple of uh, you know months, years, really even, uh, that's where people want to see it. They want mm-hmm. online to be better. They want some of the other weird choices that we've discussed with Nintendo to be better. And maybe we will finally see some progress. I'm, I think it's hopeful, if nothing else. I think it's a, easy to be skeptical and say, yeah, right, this, they've done this in the past or too little, too late. But I do think that this shows there's potentially money going into the pain points we've all experienced. 
And also too, knowing like, like you said before, this could be a 10 year plan that the money's going into. And if that's the case, that would kind of suck, but we will talk a little bit later about um, the life, the lifetime of the switch and how long that life is going to be. They're estimating about five more years right now, Mm -hmm. um, just to briefly review that. So it's going to have to be within the next five years if they are doing Nintendo accounts because the Nintendo online eShop is such a big part of building those relationships with consumers right now. So it'd be, it it would have to be sooner than later, I would assume. <laughs> I would, I would think if it's part yeah. of the physical report, this is a near uh, future would be my guess. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know what their projection is. Maybe it's 10 years. I really don't know, but yeah, I would, I would think that it's within five years that we will see this investment going into whether it's, you know, the current switch lineup or the future switch lineup or the future console lineup, whatever that may be. Maybe that's part of the Nintendo accounts and infrastructure. I would imagine R and D is part of that 2.64 billion. I'm sure. And then as far as non-game entertainment goes, it'll be interesting to see if these numbers change next year based on how the Mario movie ends up doing. Yeah. I, I can just see the Mario movie end up doing like really badly. And then they're like, oh, no, we're just not going to put any more money into this. Or it goes really, really well. And then they decide, let's put more money into this and take away from our um, Nintendo accounts and infrastructure budget. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I mean, anything could happen, but I could just see something like that happening potentially. But yeah, definitely. I never I, know I, until I it know. happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, <clears throat> and considering the fact that we play Nintendo, we do a Nintendo podcast, the, the movie to me just doesn't excite me yet. It, maybe when I see that first trailer or something, mm-hmm. it was the same with the Sonic movie. The, it's just not something I really care that much about. I'll watch Nintendo's it. Nintendo's known for games, right? Yeah, they're an entertainment company, but everybody knows them as the game, like for the game consoles, not movies. I just don't know if it's a IP I care to see in a movie format. Yeah. Just like I love, right, I love Sonic, but I don't. I didn't have to run out to the theater to see Sonic and mm-hmm. maybe I'll, you know, stream it or watch it online or something at some point. But it's not something where I'm like, oh, I need to see that movie. And that's kind of how I feel with Mario. Maybe when I see the first trailer and see kind of the premise of it, it'll totally change my mind. But the idea of an sort of a animated Mario movie, I'm 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 really not that excited for it. So I would love to see, yes, a Metroid or even the Zelda. I could think those could go more yeah. to a cool, darker live action genre as opposed to just uh, a video game that I'm watching but not playing. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what an animated Mario movie sounds like to me. It's like, oh, good. You took out all the fun stuff and now I get to watch just a long cinematic. So moving on, it seems that the Nintendo Switch production is finally suffering from that chip shortage that we talk so much about. Um, the current financial year's target is now $25.5 million in hardware sales. This is actually down from last year, which was $28.83 million sales. Um, a lot of people are saying this drop is due to you know drops in demand. The Switch is a little bit older now, but also these ongoing chip shortage issues in the industry. In a recent fiscal report, the one that we were just previously talking about, they acknowledged the uh, continued issues due to COVID. They said, in regard to business risk, the extended impact of both COVID-19 and the global semiconductor shortage creates a state of continued uncertainty with the possibility of future impact on production and shipping. So Nintendo has reassessed their original goal to ship 30 million Switch systems this year, bringing it to 25.5 million systems. So there was a report by Nikai. And they said that Nintendo may now only produce only around 24 million units this uh, financial year. So that number just keeps going down and down and down. <laughs> mm. 
Well, it seems like, like you said, 28.8 was a huge year due to COVID. It actually mm-hmm. increased their sales. And now because of, you know, maybe maybe less restrictions or maybe like this, the productivity, we can't get the chips anymore. They're projected lowered. And it seems like mm-hmm. it's even lower still. They even thought it would be more than what they could get their hands on. I think that this chip shortage and just manufacturing issues all across the world are having a huge impact on every everything. I mean, I went into the store the other day to look for, you know, to start the Christmas shopping process and there's nothing you can't it they force your hand. You have to buy things online. There's nothing in stores. Mm-hmm. You even go to Target. Their their Christmas stuff is bare. They don't even have the merchandise to yeah. to fill out the Christmas stuff because they're waiting on containers. Uh, you know, the shipping containers. So it doesn't surprise me in the least that that there are issues with Nintendo Switch. I would imagine 24 million systems is still plenty. Uh, It does seem as if demand is going down. I have seen OLED models at Target. I have seen just yesterday, I saw that they had some of the, maybe the Animal Crossing ones were in stock. Oh, really? I mean, they're just there. So I don't think that that's a problem necessarily as far as production. I just think demand for it has kind of gone down because the people that want it have it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, in good news, something that is returning this year is we are seeing Pokemon coming back to this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Pikachu has been there in the past. Everybody always loves Pikachu. Well, this year, Pikachu is joined by Eevee. They're in a sled. They are looking ecstatic to be in a sled and (laughs) in New York City in the chilly, frosty air. At least I hope so. Uh, There's been a few years where it's a little too warm. It does not feel like the right mood for the parade. But this year, I have a feeling I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, You heard it here first. There's going to be snow. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. It's going to happen. It's a bold thing to say. Well, Santa's <laughs> making it happen, I believe. Oh, you've been you've been chatting? Well, I have to. <laughs> it's getting to be that time of year. I'm yeah. growing out my own uh, Christmas beard, and Santa wanted some tips. So, Oh, really? You're growing your beard back again? Yeah. Okay. Nice. And it's almost <laughs> just as white, so I think it'll be we're, oh, no. we're brothers and beards. <laughs> you are Santa. <laughs> I may be. I may be. Well, despite the semiconductor issues we were talking about, the Nintendo Switch has sold 92.87 million units. That brings it so much closer to the Wii. The Wii has sold 101.63 million units. We're getting so close, just 10 million more to go. Um, But also, I want to note, this number is as of September 30th. Yeah. So after the holidays, I have a feeling... It, it may outsell the Wii, finally. 10 million units before now know. and the end of the the Christmas? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it really depends on, like we were saying, can people get their hands on it? Uh, yeah. I would imagine if you're buying a Switch now, you want the OLED version, which would make sense. Or the if, light, depending on your needs. Or the light. I guess that's mm-hmm. another option, which is hard to come by. You know, I have yeah. seen them, but they're not there around the clock like the older gen, the second gen uh, Switch. So The one I have, yeah. It's it's hard to say for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. I do think it will beat the Wii because I think Nintendo is going to come out with a another version of a Switch, and it will continue that Switch name, and that's how they get around it. Just like the DS came out with, you know, or the 3DS came out with all the different iterations, and but that all went towards the sales of the DS. Mm-hmm. I think the Switch is going to do that too, 
And that kind of jumps us into the next story where Shanturo Furukawa actually said the switch is in the middle of its life cycle, which is kind of crazy because typically we're five years in. Typically, that's sort of the end of the life cycle. That's as it's starting. Yeah. You know, the sun is starting to set on the thing. And here we are hearing that we are smack dab in the middle of it. And I, in a little side here, I do feel like we've heard we're in the middle of it for the last two years, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. weird. But I thought the same thing. Yeah, you know, let's not get. I guess we can't really get into it too much. But how many years is this middle? How, middle yeah, last how, for? this is a huge middle. The middle's longer than the beginning and the end here at this point. <laughs> but anyway, he did did say that we are in the middle of the life cycle and was quoted to say it is now the fifth year since the launch of Nintendo Switch and the total hardware sell through has exceeded ninety million units, like we just mentioned. We mm-hmm. recognize that the system is at the midpoint of its life cycle. The launch of Nintendo Switch OLED Metal has also been contributing to continued sales momentum. We are now offering consumers three Nintendo Switch models to match their play styles and lifestyles, as well as a wide range of software, which we also mentioned last week. There's 6,700 games on the thing. A lot. (laughs) Uh, With this, we believe a foundation for growth has been laid that exceeds what we previously considered to be a conventional hardware lifecycle. So there you have it. They're, they plan on dragging this out at least another five years, which to me would – you cannot do that on the current hardware. That is just not no. going to happen. So that is without saying there's got to be an upgrade in hardware coming within a year or two. There's got to be because this, this thing yeah. cannot – there's a lot of games that have been releasing that are chugging on it. They're seeing frame rate issues. They're seeing development issues. Nintendo will kill its Switch if they do not come out with another upgraded version of the hardware that devs can continue to support, that people can play, and that keeps interest in it if you're only saying you're halfway through. Yeah. I mean, they they have to have another version that packs a little more punch. They have to. Otherwise, they're going to be stuck. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I really think the OLED model was supposed to be the pro, but they couldn't get their hands on enough chips to put in it. And Mm -hmm. they said, well, let's just give them the better screen. I really think that that was meant to be a pro model and they just they couldn't make it happen. So it definitely um, feels that way. I agree with you. Yeah, there there is enough iteration to it where it feels more uh, refined. It's just the hardware is the same. So I think we will probably see an OLED Pro come out where it's the same screen and the same sort of casing, but it'll have more RAM and a better processor built into it. And it's Mm -hmm. a little more powerful, probably better battery life, things like that which would be an instant buy for me because it's time. We need to see an upgrade in the hardware, especially if we're in the middle of the cycle. Moving on, it seems that there was a rumor that came out last year where Emily Rogers revealed that Metroid Prime was getting a remake. Uh, Well, this last week, she shared an update, and apparently the remake has officially wrapped up development over the summer. We have nobody has seen anything really from this. Nobody's heard anything official. This has all been, uh, you know, speculation and rumors going around. But it seems that the remake is is done. So who knows when we're going to hear something about it, if we hear something about it. But mm-hmm. for those of you who want Metroid Prime 1 to come to the Switch, um, we can keep our fingers crossed. I think that this would be... <clears throat> This would be huge. This would be great. Yeah. I would absolutely love, especially if they're saying it's a remake. You mm-hmm. know, if if actual time has gone into it to make it better, to make it up to the more modern standards of 
even the graphics probably don't look terrible, but just if they knocked, you know, knock the edges and really refine the thing and put it out again, I would probably snag it up. I would, mm-hmm. it, knowing it's Nintendo, they probably, you know, because you would want the Metroid Prime trilogy to come out as a bundle, but knowing Nintendo, they're going to release them all as remakes and charge full price for each one. That's, yeah. That would be my guess with this. Yeah, I think that's based on the trends of, of what they've done in the past, for sure. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Now, I will say, though, if it if they did put some care into it and they do come out with a Metroid Prime uh, remake, I would probably consider buying it only because I don't as much as I, I know I loved the first one. I don't mm-hmm. remember it that well. You know, when I was going through some of the, the recaps and stuff to of so I was preparing for Metroid Dread. I don't remember the story of Prime as well because it's kind of veers off. It's during the Metroid one to three, Metroid one to five story. Um, mm-hmm. Prime takes place sort of in there, so it's not like it's chronological. It's sort of this little thing that happens and then it loops back into Prime, uh, oh, okay. the two D Metroids. At least mm-hmm. that's what I believe. I I'm, I could be wrong, but I'm almost positive that's it. Kind of a little detour. So. I would love, love, love to go back into Metroid Prime. I I absolutely loved that game. So the fact that there's potentially a remake coming, I'm all for it. I'm super excited and I would probably get it. Uh, and, and I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. Nintendo kind of prices it reasonably as opposed to full price. Yeah. And this makes me think too. So, you know, we're talking about this, the Switch lifetime and, and we're apparently in the middle of it. If it is another five years, if they don't make a more powerful piece of hardware we're going to be stuck with this remake bubble or loop over and over and over again like we're just going to keep getting remakes or remasters of games uh, yeah. that already exist i mean that's yeah. that's po- that's very possible i know i'm backtracking but it's just my my brain went back again <laughs> well that's that's very possible but yeah. we've also got stories that relate to the fact that they're making remakes that don't run well on the switch so yep. <laughs> there's issues there where you can keep making remakes but they're I mean, look at the emulators that they run even for mm-hmm. nintendo's own games they kind of have been having issues so yeah. the the fact that the hardware itself uh, isn't up to snuff, isn't always a cause for concern. But I do think that developers in general will start looking at the Switch as a more of a problem to design for and to develop for than a, a plus, you know, and the, the... It almost seems like that's already the case, though, too. Yeah, and at yeah. some point, the cons will outweigh the pros. You know, there's a yeah. huge market for it. But if it's just too t- difficult to work with, then... Uh, you know what's what, they're not going to keep doing it they're not going to yeah. keep putting their effort into it they're going to be stuck at it's only seven thousand games in the e-shop yeah <laughs> nobody yeah, else exactly. gonna make it yeah we won't have any more <laughs> just the seven we won't have anything to play <laughs> now one thing that is coming to the e-shop is twitch we will now have twitch on the nintendo switch twitch on switch uh this streaming platform many people know for gaming and chatting and all that kind of stuff are everything that you can possibly show on there is on there is already on PS4 and PlayStation 5 and Xboxes and computers and TVs and all, it's on everything it's on your phone like fire so stick my now game is, is on fire stick <laughs> now it is on the switch uh mm-hmm. so you can download that you can enjoy that it's 31 megs the one downside is though you cannot use chat you cannot view chat uh, you can't stream games from it. You can l- just sit there and watch. So it's kind of probably the worst place to watch Twitch <laughs> of all of the options. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. If you want to watch your stream, 
then you can, but you can't even interact, which I would imagine is what a lot of people enjoy about Twitch. So I would say it is, yeah, I would say it's the worst option of them all. Classic so Nintendo. Funny. I know. I'm just thinking that because like if we're talking and we'll talk about the next story in a second, but it seems like a lot of the games that have recently come out, I mean, besides the games that have were made for the Switch, like Nintendo games like Metroid Dread, anything else that's come out, it seems like the overall consensus is the worst place to play this is on the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I hate that, but at the same time, it's like you, you have to laugh about it. <laughs> the only thing Nintendo could have done to make it worse is like, yes, you can have Twitch on your Nintendo Switch, but you can only look at the webcam and not the game stream. <laughs> like, that would be their next step. Like, yeah, you can watch the person. How much fun is that? You don't even need to see, see the, the game. game. Can't see Just the game, the but you can watch Copyright the webcam. Issues. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, sorry. Unless it's a Nintendo game. If it's a Nintendo game, you can see the game. Yeah, but not the webcam. Not the, yeah, not Because the they don't want any of their game cut off. <laughs> they don't want any, any um, hindrance of the gaming experience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It does seem like something Nintendo would do, yeah. like just something stupid. <laughs> but it's there. If if this yeah. is your only means, if you don't have a computer or a smartphone or a PlayStation or an Xbox dies. or yeah. a, a Fire Stick or a TV, if you have nothing else, a tablet, nothing, you have the Switch to watch Twitch. Enjoy. It seems that the GTA trilogy that we were talking about last week and the week before for a few weeks now, the definitive remaster is definitively not great. <laughs> it seems Rockstar made quite a few odd changes to the NPCs in the game. There's weird graphic things where like people's fingers are really long when they're sitting on a bike. Their arms look like weird jello, like really strange stuff. Another thing that developers did is they removed fog to increase render distance. But when you don't have like when you have a really long render distance, but no fog at all, it looks like you're looking at the edge of the planet. It, it's so weird looking. It looks mm. terrible. Um, now, also because of the uh, AI upscaler that they use, so the the artificial intelligence that they use to just make things look better and crisper, uh, apparently it caused a lot of spelling errors in the game. <laughs> like, uh, for example, sometimes like on a sign, you see the letter M and instead the AI thought it was an H or they just remove letters altogether. Mm. So you have a lot of weird stuff like that happening. And then just odd character model stuff there's plenty of glitches Uh, a lot of songs from the original games are also missing in the remasters i'm sure that has to do with some rights issues there copyright stuff yeah so overall it seems people are not happy with all these like little issues and things but what i want to say is all of those glitches that happen in any gta game that's what makes the game so fun wow i mean I guess there there's funny moments, but you don't want a game yes. that's broken. No, and, and I wouldn't say, based on the stuff I've seen, the game's not broken. The game has, like, decent stuff going for it. It's just a lot of the little stuff that a lot of people are pointing out, and this could be my own opinion. I haven't played the game yet. It's just the stuff I've seen is all nitpicky stuff. But you will search, and I've done this before. You go on YouTube and you just search, like, Grand Theft Auto Five funny glitches there are so many videos online of these funny glitches yet gta 5 is an amazing game sure yeah there's similar glitches there's similar glitches similar issues like you end a a mission and then some car comes out of nowhere and kills you yeah just because that's just weird stuff that the game does but i don't know i find that kind of stuff it's at least for this kind of game for grand theft auto for what it is it's part of it 
it's part of the experience for me. I don't know. Sure. I mean, that, <laughs> I could be alone, but <laughs> I, I, I think though, if you're buying this as a definitive remaster and it's missing, you know, if anything, it should have more songs in it. It should have, sure, yeah. it should look better than it ever did. It, sh- it yeah. should be better. But I will say, yes, those weird, quirky things that do happen are part of the fun and enjoying because you're just like, what yeah. the heck is happening here? And you can laugh <laughs> about it. But if things are spelled wrong, that kind of makes it feel like they didn't take the time to That's really. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't do any yeah. Q&A and make sure that it was it was sort of, uh, you know, built the way it should have been built. And mm-hmm. I think they they should have you know, maybe adjust that kind of stuff. But yeah, I I think the fact that you have it on the go, they did say that these are sort of the mobile ports of it. So I think Mm -hmm. part of the problem as well, there's just some really odd choices that they made with this. And it's unfortunate because you want this to be as good as it possibly can be. And I don't know if these issues are across the board necessarily. I know that they have had problems on the other consoles. So it's just, it's kind of a bummer to see you know, Rockstar's got the means. Maybe they should have gave it a little bit more time before releasing this trilogy. So everybody, uh, you know, so at least felt like it was it was done well and it truly felt like a definitive remaster. Yeah. I wonder if they even had people do QA testing for it or if they just would, kind of put it in the upscaler machine and said, all right, we're good to go. I mean, they had to. I, you can't put yeah. out this without having some QA testing, but I would imagine anyway. I would hope anyway. I don't. I don't. It's hard to say, you know. Yeah, I don't but know. Way, it just seems like weird choices. I think. I think based on what you said, that it, this is a perfect one because you haven't played these, right? These, mm-hmm. these, any of these uh, that are part of this trilogy. I think I played the first one, the number three. So now that's something you should be streaming. That would be funny to watch <laughs> you stream something like this. I have to stream Happy Game first, but maybe, maybe yeah, these would be fun to watch play. <laughs> Well, that does it for our news this week and brings us to our top 10 bestsellers. And first, we have Mario Party Superstars, followed by Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Next is Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy. So even though it does have those issues, it is third in the top 10 this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Fifth, Pokemon Shining Pearl. So it seems like Brilliant Diamond is the favorite. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is sixth. Seventh is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Eighth is the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl Double Pack. Ninth is Metroid Dread, and tenth is Unpacking, which was that little indie game that we both checked or, or both talked about from yeah. the new releases a couple weeks ago. So it's nice to see that in the top ten. And then as far as new games in the top 30, in 15th, we have Shin Megami Tensei Five Digital Deluxe Edition, and then in 21st, we have Just Dance 2022. Nice. Yeah, Unpacking's been getting pretty good reviews. A lot of people yeah. are seeming to like that. And I'm always curious if any of our listens are the ones that buy the double pack of Pokemon. Why? I'm I'm just so and how curious. How does that work? Yeah, I'm really curious yeah. who's buying the double pack. Maybe it's like a family is buying it so that one kid gets one Maybe. and the other kid gets the other. I really don't understand the double pack, especially if is it two cartridges? Is it I, I really don't understand that because I would think that if you went to the eShop and bought the double pack, you get both on one thing. You can't say, oh, I want this on yeah. one Switch and I want this on the other. So I don't, I, I'm just, who, who's buying that? Why are you buying both? I don't know. And it it could be there's two people sharing a Switch and they have different accounts on the Switch and maybe that's how they're doing it. Yeah, but maybe. I don't know. Well, that gets us to new releases we're into this week and we do not have many checks this week. What do you have checked? Christina. 
I checked a game coming out November 16th called The Wild at Heart. It's $25. This is an adventure puzzle game. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> you wield an ever-growing herd of quirky creatures to rebuild broken paths, build perilous battle perilous beasts and solve peculiar puzzles in a rich interconnected world you join two young runaways as they unravel the mysteries of a lost realm in this nostalgic storybook fantasy mm-hmm. the look of this reminded me a little bit of uh oh my gosh i know the name is right on the tip of my tongue don't what is starve it? don't starve thank you yeah. it's kind of like don't starve but a more pikmin it's pikmin meets it don't is. starve. yes that's exactly what it is yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So it looks very cute, like a little charming game. Uh, and the little creatures that you rebuild and the, and the Pikmin. Because you Pikmin literally throw them like these at little stuff. robot things. Yeah. Like that's the gameplay yeah. mechanic. Just like Pikmin, where you have a, a have to battle something or have to solve mm-hmm. something. It says like you need 10 of whatever they're called in this, the 10 of the little minions. You can pick them up and throw 10 of them at the thing, and that's how it solves the problem. You can pick them up. Oh boy, here we are. This this is the humor. This is the jokes people come for, folks. This is it. You're getting it live. I'm just right? such a giver. You are. That's the that's the season. I spread joy. But yes, Fine. this looks fantastic. I thought the style of it is gorgeous. This is the only check I gave this week as well. I just really love the storybook style. I really love the brightness, mm-hmm. the color of it, the just the the, the illustrative style of the trees and the plants. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. If you like these kind of weird, funky looking games, I think this one is definitely one worth checking out. And I like the idea of the Pikmin gameplay style applied to this more stylistic, interesting storybook world. I love yeah, it. Yeah, me too. And I, hope it's and good. I like I like Pikmin when yeah. I did the demo for it. But again, I didn't love the look or, or the the story of it. It just felt very um and I mean this in the best way, it felt very Nintendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so kind of having a different coat of paint on it and a different capsule, I I like that. Respond better. Yeah, I respond better to that. Yeah. No, I think this looks, uh, I think it looks good. It does have very positive reviews on Steam. So that's nice. promising. And uh, this one, I gave this a check too. Yeah, it'll be a wish list one for sure. Yeah. Well, that's the only one we checked, which I guess is not a bad thing. There, Especially compared to last the last few weeks. Yeah, <laughs> there was so a many. bunch of other ones that we had last week. And I, I'm, I am totally mm-hmm. okay with just having one check for a change. And it's a good one. So we're good with that. Mm-hmm. That gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what we're playing. Christina, what have you been playing? I've only been playing one game this week. Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to get that all my co-op areas funded. You know, I got to. I still haven't gotten sugar cane. I keep mm, looking out the sugar I cane. I have sugar cane. <gasps> yeah, no, do you have you, any leftover starters? You can't have any. You can't have uh, any of my sugar cane. No, I, I probably have a bunch of seeds. I, I have noticed that I've gone and tried to buy new seeds and all he ever has is potato and sugar cane right now. So see, I have the opposite problem. He only always has tomatoes and potatoes or carrots and potatoes. I think I, I had, don't need potatoes. I think I'm I had carrots the first time I went to him mm-hmm. and carrots and something. Uh, hay, maybe. And then the, wheat. Uh, wheat. And then the, <laughs> yeah. the, the after that, it's always been the same thing. So I don't know what triggered. Maybe it's a weekly. Maybe it triggers weekly. That, that mm-hmm. could be where they change over because I have talked to a few of the people there and they kind of say the same stuff. And so maybe that's part of it. And I also noticed that, uh, what's his name? The the, the fine arts guy. The Red. Red isn't yeah. there sometimes. 
Is oh. that, he left. He like left my island. I don't my little shop area. I don't know where he went. Well, what time are you going? Well, I, I don't know. Is it later Eight, in the day? Eight-ish, nine-ish. Oh. I don't know. It's in he the might, evening. He might have been on your island. So there are times where, for example, kicks will be on your island. Or, oh, okay. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so he if Leaf is on your on island, island, he yeah. won't. Yeah, he won't be on Harv's island. Gotcha. But I ran into an issue last night where I might have just been playing too late in the day for them to be there. But Red was there. Um, Leaf was not there. But Leaf was also not on my island. And there was one other, I don't remember who it was, but they weren't on Har's Island and they weren't on my island either. I don't remember who it was, but I was bummed because I wanted to get sugarcane. And I'm like, of course, the one time he's not here, he probably would have had sugarcane. Mm. Well, maybe that's it. It's a time thing. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, But I guess, you know, that adds a little more challenge or something. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Um, One thing I'm frustrated with. Because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We were excited that Red was going to – we were going to have access to Red every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had I was under the impression, and I don't know why, that every single time he went to Red, he would have at least one not fake, one mm. real piece of art so you could add it to your museum. There have been multiple times where I've gone, and they're both fake. And not only are they both fake, but they will there will be two – the same exact fake options for multiple days in a row. Oh, weird. So I'm wondering if, do I have to buy a fake just to get a new round of paintings or sculptures? I don't know. know, But I'm frustrated because at first I was really excited. I was like, I can finally tackle this part of my museum and I can finally get art pieces in there. And I guess it's not looking that way now. So Mm. (laughs) it's just one of those things where I'm like, do I even want to bother? I really don't know if I want to bother. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I thought I would have uh, – I, I, I do think maybe it's a weekly thing because I, I, I went to him two or three times mm. and it's always the same painting. So maybe it does refresh weekly. I'll have to check today. Oh, and I'll see. check today too then. Yeah. Because so, maybe uh, it's just I've been playing so much more than I was in the past. So I'm not used to – Because <laughs> you figure he only shows up cycles. on your island once in a yeah. while. So yeah. if they did it where every day he had something new, people would run out of something to – you know, they'd run out of stuff quick if they yeah, had true. new stuff every day. Yeah. So I think it's probably mm. got a certain time that you can swap out. But yeah, I who, who knows? It's Nintendo. Who knows? Yeah, I will say I do love all the cooking, though. I haven't really messed so with fun. anything. I, I've been I go on. I try to manage flowers and I have been rebuilding my like entryway area. That's all I've been doing. I haven't even done any. I haven't even like nothing i haven't really done anything i've you've I'm, turned you've turned animal crossing into a flower management game it's <laughs> it is it's out of control it's so hard to do but i have i have uh gone and i think i need one more vendor in my harv area and that's all oh, nice. done so i'll have all my vendors uh what else have i done i've got the coffee shop but i only went there the one time i i got mine i haven't even gone to the coffee shop yet you kind of made me not care to go <laughs> well I, I have been hearing that you the more you're there you'll start to see other people and you do get recipes i guess so i guess oh, there is some benefit go to then. going to the coffee shop more than yeah. 
more than just once. And I think you eventually become friends with Brewster and then he'll give you things. And so I, I guess there's, there is a benefit to going. And mm-hmm. like I said, I've only gone the once I haven't even, I done just the entry level uh, project on the happy paradise, whatever thing expansion. Mm-hmm. So I barely have touched that at all. It, oh. I mean, it's awesome, but I haven't really put any time into it. I think I'll mm-hmm. enjoy it when I get around to doing it, but I've just been so, I've been so busy terraforming my entryway. <laughs> that and and you know that process takes so long that it's just kind of like well this is what I do when I have an hour I work on my terraforming but mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I think there's a lot there there's there's plenty I've got a few of those little totem whatever things they're called and they're on my wall upstairs in my house and they're dancing are they so cute yeah, they are I cute. love them I did not expect to love them as much as I did I, I was, was like I'll try it out I'll see if I like them they're probably just stupid things and I put them in my house and I'm like they're like my pets now yeah at first I because I think I have two <laughs> or three and at first I was disappointed because when you dig them up they all look the same and I'm like oh yeah I didn't get anything yeah. unique and then I you put them on the wall them. and I'm no well you just put them on the wall and you can at least see what they look like because when mm, i dig okay. when you dig them up it's like when you dig up the fossils you don't know what the fossil is it just is the fossil icon you know mm-hmm. i digged up the what is it called is it um gyros or whatever they whatever those things are called gyroids <laughs> whatever they are. or whatever gyroids that's yeah. what they are yeah, yeah, when yeah. i dug up the gyroid it had the little brown gyroid icon i was like oh it's just a brown like i thought they would all be different yeah. when i dug it up like the fish mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so once i i was like well i don't have i don't know what i'm gonna do with these so i just stuck them I, all the junk that i have like the trophies or whatever i just put upstairs in my so it's just a mess of crap all over the walls so i just threw <laughs> those on the wall i'm like oh uh-huh. they are different and that was kind of a cool little fun surprise so i do like collecting those i'm gonna have a whole wall of them just kind of jiggling around i think that'd be funny maybe put a radio have- up there or something I have one that looks like a crumpled up sandwich bag, like a crumpled up brown paper bag. That's my favorite one. No, that's funny. I forgot the name of it. It's like crumploid or something like that. That's cool. I, <laughs> I, I like that. I want, it would be so cool to actually like make these and like make them tiny out of like polymer clay or something. Yeah, that'd Just be for cool. fun. I really yeah. want to do it. Yeah, it'd be a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, I do. I haven't really done enough traveling to the different islands either. So that's, mm. I, that, I just dug up a new gyroid because i finally went and did it but I, there i, I want to start seeing some of the other islands i know there's one that has star fragments everywhere so you can get oh. all of the different you know out of season star fragments that you may cool. not really get right now i did see that that was a possibility and mm-hmm. i and i know that we can get different uh vegetables on different islands yes. occasionally so i need to start doing that as part of my daily you know, go to the go to Harv's, get my make sure I have all of the the vendors because I think I have one or two left, so that's one or two days left of that, mm-hmm. and then check in, which I reset back to zero because I don't think I played yesterday. Check in at my ATM thing so I get my bonus miles, and then do the the traveling to the island so I can see what island I get. That's kind of my my daily challenges, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I guess yeah. start going to Brewster. Or, to, to have a cup of coffee. Yeah, I, I would say like my daily Animal Crossing chores take about an hour and a half. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty, it's pretty much the whole game time. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate that. If you would like to write us and tell us about your island or tell us what 
you know, why do you buy the double pack of Pokemon? You can do that over at NintendoDispatch.com. Hit that contact button. If you want to watch us stream on Twitch, go to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. Christina has been streaming very consistently. I have not. I need to get back into it. Shame. Um, and then if you want to chat with us and tell me how bad I've been at streaming on Twitch, you can go to Twitter <laughs> at Dispatch Podcast or on our Discord. And the info for that is on our website. Again, thank you so, so much for listening and this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. Dispatch.